Are we on? We're on. What's going on, everybody? It's the Fish Tank Guy here. And welcome to the Fish Tank Guy podcast. I have been gone for quite some time. I believe my last podcast was in the middle of May. So, you know, I've told you guys I'm going to do a bi-weekly podcast. So bi-monthly is fairly close, right? Um, Since it is July 25th of 2018. It's Wednesday. Welcome to your Wednesday. It's hump day, everyone. And thank you for checking out the podcast. For those of you who have not listened to or watched the podcast before, welcome. For those of you, all five of you who have watched and or listened to the podcast before, welcome back. And look, guys, I promise. No, not going to do that. Um, I will try harder to do the podcast more regularly. I uh, just had a lot going on lately. I know I say that a lot, but it happens. If uh, anybody out there listening is a little bit younger, you'll you'll probably understand when you're older. And you have a family and kids and you got uh, events and baseball practices and games and family vacations and all this stuff. And all, all that's fun, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, it keeps you busy, right? So sometimes some of your other stuff gets thrown onto the back burner. So, uh, like I said, welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm going to keep it around 30 minutes today. Wink, wink, for those of you not watching the video podcast. Um, not going to go into too much detail with the topic of the week. It's going to be about Aptasia. I'm going to have a fish of the week. I got my five movie reviews. Uh, give you a little life update, a little tank update, and then we'll head on out from here. So, uh, life updates. Yeah, last two months have been pretty busy. Uh, recently went on family vacation about a week ago. We went down to the Columbus, Cincinnati area in Ohio. Went to the Columbus Science Center and went to Kings Island, which was awesome. And then we also went to the Columbus Zoo. Unfortunately, that day was rained out, so it rained pretty much the whole time. Um, but it was it was a nice zoo. I'd like to go back when it's like decent weather. Uh, it was actually called the Columbus Zoo and a Columbus and Columbus Aquarium. And that like last part is like overblown. They should not call it the Columbus Aquarium because their aquarium, they did have a section that had some manatees, which was awesome. But the rest of their aquarium was like one large saltwater tank um, with a few smaller sharks in it. And then like five maybe small saltwater tanks. And that was it. It literally took like maybe 10 to 15 minutes to walk through. And I would not call that an aquarium for a city so i would call that the columbus zoo the columbus zoo and then i would say the columbus zoo has an aquarium exhibit that's what i would say but um yeah i liked it i liked king's island a lot i haven't been to king's island for many years i went back when i was a kid and i went again after i got out of college when i lived in cincinnati for a while um but the, the park is great went on the beast you know um banshee is a inverted coaster that was probably my favorite one there the Diamondback is a 230 foot, uh, like mega coaster, like Magnum at Cedar Point. For those of you who've been there, and uh, it's just a really nice park. Uh, it wasn't too crowded. We got on everything. We got on multiple coasters more than once. Um, they have a really nice wooden coaster that came out last year called Mystic Timbers. It was really fast. Didn't beat you up very much, which was awesome. And um, yeah, the rest of the park is just like really you know well kept and clean and everything like that so it was, it was fun it was really good um so for those of you who haven't been there 
and you like amusement parks, you should check it out. Uh, what else has been going on? Um, TJ's been playing baseball. Yeah, we go to baseball games and a few practices. That's been uh, it's been it's been fun, but it's a lot. It's like two and a half hours, three hours every time there's a game. So that's been kind of oh, taking up a lot of time during the week. Um, trying to think what else I've been doing lately. I've been doing a lot of stuff. Been going in the pool a lot. It's been hot here in Erie this summer. We've had many eighty to ninety degree days, so we got we've gotten a lot of use out of the pool. Which is awesome. I'm I'm glad because it takes a lot of upkeep. That pool out there, man, takes a lot of upkeep. So uh, that's good. Um, what else? I don't really have like any like topical stuff to talk about um, in terms of like life updates. Usually, I have something to complain about or you know poke fun of. Oh man, it's happening already. Like I could feel the yawn coming on, and I was like trying to fight it, but oh, sorry guys. Okay, so um, let me think real quick here. Um, what else have we been doing? I've been working on my tanks. I'll tell you guys about that shortly. Um, I've been doing a lot of bike riding lately. I don't know if anybody out there is a fan of bike riding. Um, there's a really awesome course near Mercer, Pennsylvania that we went to. Uh, we actually went there for my birthday. And uh, it's like there's a ton of steep hills and like steep inclines and downhills so it's like fun and challenging at the same time uh so for those of you who like bikes that's cool um we also have a really awesome bike trail in erie at the peninsula that goes you know around the lake or not around the lake it goes around the peninsula which is you know surrounded by the lake um so that's been cool so we've been doing a lot of that and um I don't know. I'm just I'm watching the the feed here to make sure everything looks good. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. It's just been I I just been busy lately, and I'm sure you guys have too. Have been too, especially with your summers and things like that. So, um, that's yeah. That's all for a life update today. Sorry, I'm not very sorry. I'm not very entertaining today. Um, I'll try harder next time, right? Um, but anyway, let's go to an aquarium update. So. Since I've been gone from the podcast for almost two months, I've also been gone from YouTube for about two months. And the last thing I was doing on YouTube was the fish tank tower. Now, some of you may be wondering, what's going on with the fish tank tower? Did you abandon it? Did your shelving break under all the weight of the fish tanks? Because we told you so, that your shelf was going to break, you moron, right? Um, <coughs> actually... None of those things have happened. The fish tank tower is up and running, uh, good sirs and madams. Um, the weight of the tower, uh, the weight of the tanks has not collapsed the tower. All the shelves are in place. They've been in place for like three months now with all the rock, with everything, all the lighting, all the equipment on the stand, and everything's been good. So... You know, I need to give it some more time before I say for certain if it's definitely going to hold up. But for those of you who are wondering, it's held up so far, which I'm happy about. Now, <clears throat> oh boy, it's going to be a rough one, folks. Okay, and I'm back. I had to cut out a piece because I started going into a, a coughing fit there. Blech. All right, I feel better now. So the fish tank tower is alive and well. Um... The 10-gallon nano reef has been taken down for quite some time. 
And that is actually why I'm doing Aptasia for uh, the fishing topic of the week. And I'll tell you more about that when I get to it. So the 10 gallon Nano Reef is done. It's still over there. Um, none of the pumps are turned on. The heater's obviously off. The lighting is off. And everything that I needed in that tank for the fish tank tower is on the fish tank tower. The fish tank tower itself is doing okay. I'll explain to you why it's just doing okay. It's just doing okay because I got a little, um, shall I say, impatient with the whole cycling process. And because of everything that's been going on lately, because I've been so busy, I have not, I didn't do a good job of keeping up with it, testing my water, making sure my nitrites were rising and then falling. Um, and my ammonia was completely gone. Luckily, my ammonia was completely gone when I put stuff in. However, my nitrites were low they weren't high they weren't zero they were low so that's caused some problems with the fish tank tower um they say that uh euphelia is that the how you pronounce it euphelia like frog spawn torch corals things like that they are a very good indicator of water quality and i have found that out because some of my frog spawn heads have actually detached from the coral skeleton because of the nitrites in the water. So I've had a little issue with that. Also, I didn't have a cleaner crew in place for the longest time. And I have a lot of like diatom buildup and like kind of like brown algae on the sand and on the rocks and things like that. And I've decided to go with primarily a snail-based cleaner crew. I'm going to do a whole other podcast on cleaner crews, snails versus hermit crabs, or actually I might just break it down and talk about each. So I might do a week about snails, I might do a week about hermit crabs, um, a week about other options, and then a week comparing all of them. Because you, you don't really think about it all that often, but when you're starting a new tank, and especially when you're starting a larger tank or a larger system, it's like, what's the best option? You know, what should I go with? You know, what cleaner crew? There's so much out there. You know, what, what should I be doing? What's the best for my setup? So I'm going to do a whole video on that. So I do have a lot of snails in the system now. All three tanks, along with the sump, are up and running. The I plugged in the new SC Aquarium's protein skimmer for the first time, um, maybe a day ago, actually, a day or two ago. I didn't have it running for the longest time, but now it's up and running. And within the first three or four hours, I had like probably half an inch in the cup of brown water. So... It's working so far. Fingers crossed. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, the cleaner crew is starting to clean up all the rock and things like that. Um, I'm, I, you know, I blow off the rock with a turkey baser to help that process along because a lot of it's loose. It's not like you know built up or calcified or anything on the rock, so that's good. Um, the only adjustment that I'm going to make to the fish tank tower, you know, diverting from my original, well, all my original plans are out the window, right? But um, the only thing that I'm really changing at this point is the lighting. I like the current USA Orbit Marine lights that I purchased. Um, and the Mars Aqua Light is out of place. Right now I have the Mars Aqua Light on the top tank. And it just doesn't look good um, next to the current USA Orbit Marines. Only because I have to have it hanging a little weird because of the placement of the rack. Um, it doesn't have the ramp up and ramp down like the Orbit Marine LEDs do. So I'm going to take that out and I'm going to buy another Orbit Marine 
LED light bar. That's like the last change I'm gonna make. So after I make that change, I'm gonna have an awesome reveal video where I show you guys all three tanks, what's in them, I tell you everything that's happened. Um, there's been some good, some bad, I'm not gonna go into all of it here. But uh, look forward to seeing that video within the next week or two. Uh, I'm excited to make it. I'm excited to show you guys what's going on. And I'm excited to actually expand on these tanks. Um, you might have seen me post on Twitter for those of you who follow me. I did buy an anemone for the top tank and it's doing well. The clownfish from the 10 gallon tank are in that top tank and they seem to be doing pretty well. Um, so I really have no complaints. Um, the BioCube is doing well. I, I need to clean it a little more often. Um, you know, much like the last six months, you know, I haven't been really keeping up with it very much. And that's one of the biggest things about the saltwater hobby is that if you want to get into it, you need to make sure you can dedicate and set aside some time to take care of your tanks. And lately I've not been doing a good job at that, but I'm going to try my best to kind of get back into the regular routine and, you know, go for the gold, man. Uh, do my best. Uh, break a leg. I don't know what I'm saying, but, um, I just want to make my tanks look nicer, clean them up a little bit, uh, maintain them a little bit better, just like I'm sure most of you want to. Um, and for those of you who you know regularly clean your tank every week, every other week, good for you. Go up on your high horse and tell us how great you are, right? Um, <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, if you're able to keep up with it, good for you. Um, uh, more power to you. You know, it's awesome. So uh, let's do the five movies of the week. How, how long have I been going? I've been going uh, about 13 minutes. We'll do five hour, uh, five movies of the week. We'll move on to the fish tank topic of the week, with, which is Aptasia, which is going to be fairly short this week. I have a fish of the week, and then I'm going to sign off, and it's going to be around 30 minutes because I'm going to be balling out of control this week. Yo. All right. So the five movies that I have, um, two of them are older movies, but we recently rewatched them or watched them for the first time. And three of them are newer movies, okay? The first movie is Signs. For those of you who haven't seen this movie, go see it. I gave it an A. To me, it's a classic. It's an M. Night uh, Shyamalan movie. A lot of people are down on him, but it's one of his earlier movies, which is one of his better ones. Um, essentially about uh, a family who lives on a farm. Crop circles show up outside their farm, and then strange things start happening. And it's essentially about potential alien invasion. Um, really great movie. Uh, I said it was a classic, good humor mixed with some good storytelling. Um, and then in this movie, they talk a lot about coincidences and if coincidences are real or not. And I thought that was very fascinating. So it was a great movie. I gave it an A. Um, the next movie was a newer movie. It's called Den of Thieves. Um, it's basically about criminals who plan one of the largest bank heists in history. And there is like an equally rough group of police officers working to take them down. Um, it stars uh, Russell Crowe. And it was like a gritty kind of action movie. I thought there was good action. Um, you were never really quite sure what was going to happen. Uh, I would say the ending was a little bit anticlimactic, but like it kept me invested and interested the entire movie. I, I definitely think it was worth a watch. It might not be worth multiple watches, but it was worth a watch. I gave it a B. Um, the next movie we watched was a little bit older of a movie, but I had never seen it before. It was Captain America, The Winter Soldier. And gosh dang, that movie was good, man. I thought it was awesome. Um, essentially, he works with some of the other Avengers in an effort to stop. I have some notes over here. That's why I'm looking over this way. Um, to stop an evil plot. 
of basically launching ships that will cleanse the human race. So people are trying to launch these ships under the guise of they will protect us and they will take out all the bad people. Well, essentially, well, I guess I can't really, I can't, I can't really give much more away. Anyway, movie was good. A lot of good action set pieces. Uh, they were really cool. Um, the plot was a little bit complex and somewhat confusing. So you're going to have to definitely pay attention. Maybe have a comic book nerd in your mixed, in your midst, like me. Because uh, my family was like, we, we'd get to a part and they'd like look over and be like, what? Uh, I, and I'd have to pause it and explain everything. So so have a nerd with you. Uh, go watch Captain America Winter Soldier. I gave it an A. The movie was baller time. All right. Uh, the next movie is Blockers. This movie was not good. Sorry. Um, three parents watch their kids grow up and want to try to stop them from losing their virginity on prom night. Um, you probably saw some trailers for this movie. I'm going to tell you right now that if you saw the trailer, you probably saw all of the best parts of the movie. There were a couple other funny parts, but the funniest parts were the ones in the trailer. Um, it was a really dumb movie. Uh, let's see the the other thing about the movie that I just didn't like is you've got these high school like they're supposed to be juniors or seniors in high school right and they're like 16 17 and like watching it as an adult you know and as somebody with kids like it was super uncomfortable because of how the like kids talked about everything that was going on if you know what I mean so like I was, it was just me and my wife watching it, and like like the the main girls in the movie would be talking, and I'd be like, just don't. And I look over my wife, I was like, this is like weird, right? And she's like, yeah, this is really weird. So, uh, wouldn't recommend it. I gave it a D plus. There were some, like I said, there were some funny parts in it that I thought were good, but it was not not worth watching. Do not watch it. Uh, D plus. All right, last but not least, last but definitely not least, was The Greatest Showman, a Hugh Jackman movie. Zac Efron is in it. Um, Hugh Jackman stars as P.T. Barnum, and it's supposed to be the story of how the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus was formed. Um, if you have not seen any commercials or trailers for this, you've been living under a rock, but I will tell you it's a musical. I usually do not like musicals, but I like this movie. So if that tells you anything, it was a pretty dang good musical. Um, it doesn't hurt that I like Hugh Jackman a lot. Um, I also like Zac Efron. I think he's a, I think he's a good actor and I actually think he's like really funny. Like he's like an underrated, like, you know, funny actor. He wasn't funny in this movie at all. Cause that wasn't his part. Um, but just in general, I think he's like, he, he's pulls off comedy really well. Um, I don't know. I just thought overall the, the music had really cool casting. Um, it had awesome visuals and did I say the music? I said the movie. Um, it had awesome visuals, and actually the music was really good. Um, the musical pieces were good. I did get a little of the musical. My my ugh, my like my sort of like uh, I don't know. How, I don't I don't know how to say it. My my sort of like distaste of like musicals. Like some of it showed up at times because they just go from speaking into singing, and it seems so unnatural. But that's that's what musicals are right um so there was a little of that but it wasn't enough to change my mind about the movie i thought the movie was great i gave it an a so if you like musicals or if you like hugh jackman um or if you are like 
willing to give musicals a try, right? The Greatest Showman was awesome. Go see it. So there you go. There are my five movie reviews. Um, I don't know if I I did not get it in in five minutes or less. Oh boy, I'm headed for disaster. All right, let's bring up the um, fish tank topic of the week. So the fish tank topic of the week is going to be Aptasia. It's going to be a really quick topic, right? But the reason that I'm talking about it is because I emptied out my 10 gallon saltwater tank. I didn't empty it out. I just took all the coral and the fish out of it and everything like that. But I left a couple rocks in because I knew I had Aptasia in them. And I'm really glad I did because there has been no heater and no flow, no food, no nothing in that tank for almost two weeks. And if you walk over that tank today, there are multiple Aptasia out searching for food. Like they're out with their tentacles fully extended and they want some food. And it's like, dang, these things are the cockroaches of the aquarium world, right? <laughs> like they just live in everything. So um, let me just read you a little bit about Aptasia from wikipedia.com. Um, sorry, .org. I don't even, I thought it was wikipedia.com. It's not, it's .org. Um, anyway, um, Aptasia. I'm just going to read about Aptasia in an aquarium, right? That's They have a little section. It's a little section down below called in the aquarium. All right, Aptasia are considered pests in the marine aquarium hobby because they are stressful to coral around them and occasionally even sting fish and desirable invertebrates. They are often accidentally imported along with live rock. Once present in the aquarium, the polyps are notoriously difficult to remove as attempts to remove often inadvertently create more due to new polyps regenerating from remnants. So basically like if you break apart um, and Aptasia with one of the methods um, that people use to remove them, some of the parts to break off can actually form more Aptasia and it's just a, you know, one thing after another over and over again. So, uh, so here's the thing. I'm going to uh, bring up a couple uh, forums here about why are Aptasia bad and then I'm gonna give you my best methods to remove. I'm only gonna do this for like two or three minutes because I'm gonna hit that 30 minute mark this week, guys. I'm not even joking with you. All right, here's a uh, topic on the reef tank. Why are Aptasia so bad? Can someone please tell me what is so bad about them? The next person says, I would like to know too, okay? Um, Adam G says, they sting and kill your fish. I noticed one uh, last second as my cardinal fish swam by rubbed up against it it looked like it had a seizure and died within seconds now I think that's a pre that's pretty extreme I don't really hear too many cases of Aptasia ab you know absolutely stinging and killing fish unless they're really big right um, wow the next guy said wow killed it huh I saw one sting my yellow tang and he just swam away real fast and rubbed on, rubbed on the rocks for an hour so that's like more that's like a more typical response to an Aptasia sting is like the fish will like, ah, like get shocked, you know, and might act weird for a little bit, but it normally will be okay. Um, let's see. Someone says, cripes better load up on blah, blah, blah. That's going to be the, that's going to be the punchline of how to get rid of them. Um, I had one about seven months and never lost anything. Maybe I was lucky. I killed it due to general opinion. Whenever it showed on a, whenever, Oh, whenever it showed up on a picture I posted, I was told they are bad. Um, let's see. I don't really think their sting is powerful enough to kill any fish, but they will successfully kill any coral and other inverts they come in contact with. There really is nothing bad about them. They're just undesirable in a reef. 
Um, I did not think that they could kill fish, but hey, stranger things have happened in our slices of the ocean. Their sting is strong enough to kill some corals and annoy others. They are also very prolific, so they can become quite unsightly if allowed free reign of the tank. They can also get pretty big. Um, I had a bad outbreak of them, and I got a blank, and it did a great job. I still have two large ones, but no more have spread. Um, if you let Aptasia go, they get out of control, spread all over the place. Um, this other person jumps back in and is like, I wish you were right. They don't kill fish, but they killed my cardinal. So he's, you know, hey, whatever, man. Um, okay, so that, that's one. Uh, how, how am I good, doing on time here? Not doing great. All right. Uh, what is so bad about Aptasia anyway? Somebody said, seriously, why do so many hate the little beauties? I found them to be pretty awesome pets. All right, this is the last one I'm going to read of why they're bad. Because they multiply extremely quickly, are voracious feeders when large, when, when they are large, sting everything around them. They can survive in a wide range of environments. That's all I can come up with for now. It's not like algae where you just control nutrients and the pest stuff goes away. Aptasia thrive in everything. A 120-gallon tank in my local Petco has Aptasia. The aquatics people try to get rid of them, and it just comes back again and again and again. The stuff can even outcompete Xenia. Once they get large enough, even Pepper, oh, even blah blah blah, can't control them. They just get eaten by them. That is why people hate them. So they can become a nuisance. They can sting things. They can harm your environment. Um, now, what's the best way to get rid of them? This is in my experience. I've read a lot of things. I will tell you the things that I've read. I'm not going to go through because I'm keeping it under 30 minutes today. Um, but there are a lot of things that people have done to get rid of Aptasia or think they can get rid of Aptasia with. Um, this is what I've read. Uh, boiling hot water in a syringe injected directly onto the Aptasia. Lemon juice in a syringe uh, injected directly onto an Aptasia. Joe's juice, which is a type of, uh, I think it's a combination of different things. It's a product you can buy, again, injected directly to where the Aptasia is. Um, those are the three main things. Uh, there's another type of chemical that's hydro something, blah, 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 calcium, I don't know, um, that they also say you can use. Again, it's like high concentration in the area where the Aptasia is. Um, but basically there is that method and then there's the method that I prefer. The method that I prefer is buying a peppermint shrimp. Peppermint shrimp love to eat those things. Um, the only issue is uh, if you feed the tank a lot, the peppermint shrimp will just take your feedings and ignore the Aptasia. So you gotta kind of starve the tank for a couple days and that way the peppermint shrimp will go after the Aptasia. Um, I've had Aptasia before. I still have it, right, obviously. Um, but there was a time when I got a peppermint shrimp and he cleared the whole tank of Aptasia and it was awesome. Um, another thing that people say is a copper band butterfly fish uh, will tend to eat Aptasia. So that is another potential option. Um, but I just want to tell you guys the reason that I prefer to go with something like a peppermint fish or pep peppermint shrimp or, or the copper band butterfly, which I've never actually had to be honest. Um, the reason I go those methods is because those creatures go directly for uh, the Aptasia and they don't harm anything else around them. Now, the, the issue 
with any of the other things, the injections and the hot water and things like that, is that typically Aptasia is such a nuisance in your tank that it's going to be near other things that you want to keep in your tank, like your coral. And I have tried to do the hot water thing before, and all I really ended up doing was annoying the Aptasia, and I caused some harm to, to corals that I liked in the nearby vicinity. So that's why I choose to use something like a peppermint shrimp or another animal that actually goes in and eats Aptasia specifically, eats it and gets out and leaves the good stuff alone. So that is sort of my advice about Aptasia. I'm sorry it's not super in-depth in terms of the research part of today's podcast. Like I said, I wanted to keep it a little bit shorter. But um, hopefully that's enough information for you guys to know that Aptasia is a negative thing. You should get rid of it. And, you know, there's an option for you to, to try and go ahead and remove it. Okay? Now, last but not least, we're going to do the fish of the week. Right now I've been recording for maybe 28 minutes or so. 28 and a half minutes, so I got a minute and a half to get under 30 minutes, which is probably not going to happen, but fine, I give up, right? So on Live Aquaria, the fish of the week is called the Court Jester Goby. I will put a link to it in the uh, YouTube video description. Um, This is a really cool looking fish. It's white with orange stripes, but I'm going to read that to you in a minute anyway. So let's read the overview from Live Aquaria. The Court Jester Goby, also referred to as the Rainford's Gobi or Old Glory was first discovered in the Western Pacific. Oh my gosh, I don't care about this stuff. The body is green and blue with horizontal orange stripes running the entire length of the body. The court jester goby is very timid and peaceful and is a great addition to the reef or fish-only aquarium. It should be kept in a 10-gallon or larger aquarium that is well-established and has live rock and sand on which the fish can graze. It is best to keep only one species of this Uh, Only one of this species in an aquarium, unless the tank is large with an abundance of hiding places, it is rarely aggressive towards other species. It is possible for the court jester goby to spawn successfully in an aquarium. The diet should consist of algae, small crustaceans such as live and frozen brine shrimp and mysis shrimp. All right, now let's take a look at some customer testimonials. Heck yeah, man, there's three of them. All right, Robert M. from Roseland, New Jersey says, Mine made himself a nice little cave cave under some rocks like why do you cave uh, you probably didn't need the quotes there um you can see him when he sticks his head out to feed a very shy and timid fish provide plenty of hiding spaces among the rocks for this little guy Stephen n from barrington illinois this does exceptionally well in my reef tanks it eats algae mysis and pelts highly recommended for a peaceful reef tank jack h from paso texas says very nice fish great in my 20 long and great algae grazer i highly recommend this fish all right thank you jack for your opinion about the court jester goby the uh fish tank guy podcast fish of the week congratulations to you court jester goby today is your day to shine in the sun uh, i've gone over 30 minutes but only by a minute so good for me uh do i deserve a pat on the back i think so but I didn't quite hit 30, so I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to give myself a pat on the back. Maybe, maybe some other week, you know, maybe once I'll hit 30 minutes or less. But at least it's not 45, right? Hey. Anyway, so I'd like to thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast. I know I was a little bit disjointed this week. Obviously, I've, <clears throat> I was coughing a little bit. I've, my voice was kind of bothering me, so uh, sorry about that. Um, I know my, like I said, my topic was a little less research based 
but Aptasia is pretty straightforward. I just thought it would be something interesting to talk about this week because I know a lot of people deal with it and they're not really sure how to, you know, get it under control. So hopefully some of the things I talked to you about uh, will give you an idea and you can research some of those other methods of removing them a little bit more if you want and see if that's something you want to try. But like I said, you know, like uh, like almost a, an Aptasia Predator that goes right at it is kind of the best option for me. So uh, once again, thank you so much for checking out the podcast, checking out my YouTube channel if you see me over there. Follow me on Twitter if you do that. If you don't, please give me a follow. Um, I'll let you guys know when I'm posting new videos and look forward to the fish tank tower returning along with the saltwater rookie series returning very soon in the next couple weeks here i'm looking forward to showing you guys what's going on with the tanks uh they're looking really nice and the saltwater they the fish tank tower it's cool it's cool i think you guys will like it so um hey that's all i've got i hope you guys have a good week hope you enjoy the rest of your week and your weekend and i will see you hopefully in two weeks so um thanks again for listening uh i'll catch you guys later see you